0: What's up? This is O.L. and Sway Buckley. Welcome to the Married Pernod Life Podcast.
1: Marriage Marketplace Ministry. Let's go.
0: All right, people. So if you haven't listened to part one, this is the part where you go back and make sure you catch part one before continuing with part two.
1: And if you have listened to part one, let's go. Jack and Marshawn Daniels, part two. So this is a great segue. Can you all speak to like just implementing roles or do you all have defined roles? in the business since you all are working together and then do those roles impact your marriage? I know there are probably different roles in the marriage.
2: I call every shot in the marriage. That's the role. That's the role. You, the
3: role. you believe that.
2: <laughs> I wanna go back to one phrase again, which is respect. And yes. I care about everything that he has to say. And I believe the same is true and vice versa. Um, The thing that Jack taught me when we first met and then when we started working together is the concept of service and submission. The fact that he came to me and said, let me help you from a place of service, changed the dynamic of ego and power tremendously. And I wanted to respect what he was investing that he could be growing that something that was what he may have wanted to do if he had never met me, so I had to respect that. So when, we, when it comes to life now, I think, that, I think of the business as the family empire, which is multiple businesses. Mm-hmm. It is not my business. as I used to think of it as my business because the company was Marshawn Evans Unlimited. Mm-hmm. And now I think of it as an asset that we grow together. And, it, and when we started working together, things grew. We crossed over the million-dollar mark when we started working together. Yeah. Um, low guy, like the Bible says in Matthew 11, Verse 30, his God joke is easy and his burden is light. Didn't mean there wouldn't be a yoke. There wouldn't be something that you have to carry. It doesn't mean that there's not work that has to be done, but what makes it easier? So what I've learned is what makes it easier is for me to let him operate, not let, like I give him permission, but for me to get out of the way so that he can operate in where he's best at. I'm good at marketing, sales, um, pitching, doing um, sales from the stage. He doesn't try to like, let me, there's not like let me do it or he did. we just know that's what I do really well with this audience. And then I teach around messaging, but he teaches storytelling in a way that I'm now his student. And I didn't know that that was a gift that he had, but I do believe that when you operate in the, in the flow and the vein and the dimension of purpose in your business, it's going to unlock things in you and things in your spouse and and honestly things in your team, it should do that too, but definitely in the marriage things that I didn't know he possessed as a man, as a, as a life changer. Um, And so I teach the branding and the um, messaging and he, when he's teaching storytelling and people ask him brand and message questions, he goes, ask Marshawn. When people ask me about story, Sometimes when it gets into things around fear, when people are dealing with trauma, things that he is better trained and versed in, he still has all his psychology books. So many coaches are just winging it and we're going off of what we've learned in natural practice. He's got training. That's depth that a lot of people don't have. And I said, you know, Jack would, I've had clients that I said, I will not work with you to grow your business unless you do counseling with Jack first. So I defer to his realm because he's literally a superhero with what he does. Like a superhero, the best on the planet when it comes to storytelling, breakthroughs. He is. So why would I I try to own that to be like, well, this is my thing. I've got it. You do have muscles. They don't need to see them as long as I know about them. They don't need to see you. So the the roles are, so when, because when you, when I thought about this question possibly coming up around roles, we looked at each other and I don't think we look at it in roles in terms of titles. We look at it in terms of areas of respect.
3: Areas of respect, but also areas of expertise. Mm-hmm. And I think that from a business perspective, to, to just kind of dive in, uh, she does have roles in terms of what we do on a day-to-day basis, because there's still those fundamental elements that exist. I mean, it's cool to say, yeah, we, I'm great at teaching this, great at teaching that. Well, there's still an element of operations that has mm-hmm. to exist within the business. So. Uh, I deal a lot more with the technical side and the support side of what it is that we do as a business. She does more of the visionary marketing, marketing strategy. Uh, strategy types things. But I'll
2: do the strategy, and he'll build it and figure out how to execute. It. Yeah,
3: and I, but I also do like back end sales. She does more front end sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm I, not that I'm better, but
2: um, he's more patient. <laughs>
3: This, no, but it's, it's not that I'm bad, it's just that that's where it balances, that's where it balances self, itself out because mm-hmm. there's no need for both of us to be on the front end. Uh, right, it's right. no need for both of us to be on the back end. That's true. Uh, also, with more team development things, she doesn't like it, gives her a headache. Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not a good trainer <laughs> in training process, and staff training, staff development. I am like, I, my natural mentality is, why don't you just know this? Or why don't you just get this? And I know that about me. Yeah. And so he is better. And also when we started working together, he started seeing people in the company that were mooching and not carrying their weight mm-hmm. and he started showing me some leadership issues that I had in not being direct, not communicating accountability and boundaries. Mm-hmm. And he had no problem with that because he came from a corporate environment where he managed a large team. Yeah. So I've had to learn, although I got to where I was, it was more painful probably than it needed to be because of skills mm-hmm. that I
3: lacked. So it was, it's acknowledging weaknesses and strengths and then going back to the respect and just respecting them and executing them to the fullest mm-hmm. extent. So it's not like it's a, a push, pull, tug, tug thing. It's like, well, this is what you do well, mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you go do it. But also as men, I, I wanna say this, um, I'm, I was very aware and conscious of the fact that like the w- way we built this is you had we had to realize that there's a season for everything yeah. and right now it's like woman season <laughs> yeah. right so how dare I put my ego or pride or something in the way by saying no I want to be out front it should be me and I think a lot of times people get caught in into that when, look, we got one pot in this house. Like, uh-huh. like everything's coming into the same thing when we may have, and this is just one business that operates that way. And I don't, it doesn't matter because it's not a competition.
2: Correct. And like, so he's also expanding, like, because I'm so into the business of helping women and, and front facing with them, he's doing other things that are growing our assets on the back end that I don't have a skill set in, in real estate and with investments. And he's able to do a better job of staying in touch with the financial advisor to look at how is this how is this growing. And so it is, that's why I said look at it more so as an empire with different things, whether we have the media company, whether we have the coaching business, whether we have um, some of the stuff that he's developing, it's all, what is the right season? How do we blend also resources and relationships to help support each other? Yes, I think yeah, we've got yes, to a yes. point five years married where we have a flow that's natural because mm-hmm. we just spoke at the same conference last month where we spoke on different days. When he was on stage, I was total cheerleader, background mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rallying the troops here's how we support them doing training because I, I could train you on how to process a sale very well <laughs> and I also explain to you how to make sure that this goes through and then what so i did so but then the next day i'm speaking the role is reversed and we know how to support each other and i think that takes some time yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it takes respect it takes also um
3: consistency
1: consistency
3: just flowing together yeah and like knowing how you move versus would you
1: would you say that level or getting to that place of consistency it was more of an organic thing with the different roles or was it just like okay you're great at this you do this and you're great at this i'm gonna do this like did you all were you all like intentional about i don't
3: think it was organic (laughs) it's definitely not organic absolutely not it
2: it was i think us growing as a couple was organic but yeah. I think the roles, it required communication.
3: It, it required communication and it was some, some you know, it was mm-hmm. up and down, up and down, mm-hmm. but it was trial and error as yeah, well. Yeah. So it's like, like, look, let me do this and you focus on this and we'll, we'll see how it works. And, and I had trouble keeping work,
2: my hand out of his sandbox. Like, so yeah. we had a master meeting several. Control. <laughs> Hush. <laughs> He would be teaching and I wasn't used to having someone co-teach at the mastermind. So we have these large scale events, these high end coaching programs, people enroll pay anywhere from 10,000 to $50,000 a year to work in the mastermind. So I'm used to it being centered around me being the big voice. So when he came in to teach, I remember where I really learned my lesson on this is that I kept jumping in and adding Different insight, right, while he, insight, wisdom, yeah, yeah. while he was teaching, and he would let me do that, he wouldn't, um, and we had, there was a certain point where he was like, can you just let me, and I was like, well, I have something to say, and I didn't want to feel like I wasn't being able to speak in my thing that I, you know, and then he wanted to have his own space, so what I, what I realized one day is that I was exhausted the day that it was my turn to teach, because I didn't rest when it was his turn to teach, wow. and I didn't have the stamina. I used to do all four days by myself. And all of a sudden, now I don't have stamina. And it was, it was an understanding that the season has shifted, mm-hmm. that I have to learn how to create one energy between the two of us where we're in flow together. Now, I very rarely interrupt, <laughs> very rarely interrupt every now and then I have, but <laughs> the look on his face has gotten to a point where I feel like now because I don't do it very often that it's like, it's, I don't want to speak anymore to be heard only if it'll add value and in the reverse. Mm-hmm. And, um, this last event that we had together, we had a speaking and coaching retreat in March and we had, we, we streamlined our team when we took a sabbatical, honestly, I will say, I think a sabbatical is, is. very powerful for marriage and a business.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: When we took some time off, That gave us more time to just be us without the pressure of business. So as we come back and we did this event without a large team because we had downsized them after sabbatical, this was the most enjoyable event that we had. It was Jack, I, and one event planner without a large team. We literally, I think, had the most fun we've ever had and had the greatest impact on people. Um, And it was playful. And Now the planning process, we had a few more growing pains (laughs) <laughs> he was going to teach sales mm-hmm. he had a sales strategy that wasn't what I would teach and I thought mine was better Right. and at the end of the day I think he ended up teaching it
3: and I was like I I, no, I ended up teaching some of it
2: oh well, yeah it was good you're, <laughs> you're the way you what you taught was better and I didn't have it was still a growth it was still another level of growth of being like you know what he does a better job of actually breaking things down in frameworks And so, but we, and I said, that's how I want us to do business together to where we're not trying to be this couple. And we've never tried that, but I really felt like people got to see um, love in a different way while we were teaching, doing business. They got to see a genuineness because we would, but we kept checking in with each other throughout. He would say, are you good? You need anything? What do you think? We would check in. How are you going to do this? So it was. I think all of the years building up to that got us to this point to where now, if we go back to doing our large events again, we'll do them better. And we did them well before, but we'll it's do them a, even I think it's,
3: Yeah, I think it's a growth thing, uh, but I also think it's a, a complimentary thing, like just knowing your yeah. spouse. And I, she yeah. like, she talks more than I do. She no, just don't, does. No, I don't. And it, it, if we roll a tape back right now... <laughs>
2: editing
3: that that she talks more than I do and it's it's okay and I I know that it's not that I don't talk it's that I have to let her be her (laughs) and and when we're together like I have to let her be her otherwise she's gonna feel a certain way because Uh she has feelings attached to her her being her (laughs) here's
2: the other thing I think is important for with their husbands and their spouse, everything is still like work is work. But like last night, or whatever night it was, I made this really great dinner shrimp and mahi and I saw it. I saw it on IG
1: stories. I did. And I said, I want some.
2: Yeah, you did say that. (laughs) And when he's when I asked him, I said, do you want mahi? Or do you want swordfish? He took a minute and I said, we'll just do mahi. And something shifted because he was on his laptop when we down in the basement to ask him what he wanted. And I noticed something shifted in the household where it went from work mode to wind down evening mode. Mm-hmm. And he automatically started preparing like what TV show are we going to watch and going to get whether it was wine or ginger beer or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it shifted into that dynamic. And so you still got to preserve the marriage type of thing. Now, sometimes the version of that might be Uber Eats. Right. It's right. not like that day. Let's just be clear. Not like that every day. But he will tell me don't feel the pressure to um, cook. Don't feel the pressure to do those dishes. Right. He doesn't right. want me to feel the gender role as a obligation out of history. He's like, cause he but, does the dishes. I, but more I, yeah, than, But I actually, I've been doing the dishes a lot lately.
3: Whatever. I think it's uh <laughs> think if someone does something better, I think it transfers over to the That's why I let too. him do the laundry. I do the she does not do laundry well. I'm I'm better at doing laundry. I'm better at doing laundry. Do you do to- the
2: laundry, Otis?
3: Absolutely. He has the
2: laundry.
3: Just, I mean, seat? if you're better at it, do it. If you're better at washing dishes, wash the dishes. I wash the dishes, because I'm better at it. He
2: was a dishwasher. He did that as, when you were a teenager. You,
1: had a, you worked at a restaurant? It, that's not an excuse. He had training.
3: That's not an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't think, uh, having traditional roles placed on a relationship is like necessary. I do expect for him
2: to kill any bug in the house. I do expect for him, I don't mind, (laughs) so sometimes like the other day, he went to go get the trash bins to bring them back up and I had already done it because I was out and I checked the mail. So he does it most of the time, but I don't mind doing it. If he's out of town, I do it. And it's like, sometimes I do that so that he doesn't have to. Mm -hmm. But if there's a bug in the house, (laughs) Right. <laughs> in the woods, and they have steroids? Yes. yes. <laughs> I said, no, honey, I don't want to take away from your manhood. I don't ever want to take away from you. My-
3: so that means I need to wake up
2: and go get the or
3: stop doing what I'm doing. Yes. So whatever that yes.
2: means.
1: Okay, so we want to now shift over into this marketplace and ministry and what, what that looks like. First of all, do, would you all say that you consider yourselves in ministry? I know in the traditional sense and the four walls of a church there are many that feel like ministry has to look a certain way and you all have alluded to a little bit of this earlier in the conversation so i kind of want to ask a straightforward question regarding it like number one do you all see yourselves as ministers
2: <laughs> well i thought she was gonna say she caught me at the end she says as a ministry but then she said ministers uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um I'll
3: speak to myself, so okay i do not um view myself as a minister. I will I will say that uh, for myself. Okay, um, yeah. Do we have a ministry? Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh.
3: I think that it's a very thin gray line because anything that is moving people into uh, something that's better for their lives, better for their souls, mm-hmm. it could be considered a ministry. Yeah. Sure, so sure, I'm not exactly sure how to answer that question in terms of, uh-huh. Am I, like, does that make me, because I'm saying that we have a ministry, does that make me a minister? I would say no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. However- However,
2: oh, one of our clients calls him Reverend Dr. Bishop Jack. And uh, <laughs> All, all right. We have <laughs> a lot of faith-based people through our program, actually 99%, right? Mm-hmm. And people try to make us a church. We actually had someone who put the whole proposal together about yeah, us I creating- remember,
0: I remember so, y'all sharing that, like, yeah. What?
2: he has taught me so much about how not to get caught up in the uh lore of what the rules and the um the 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 walls of ministry i don't just mean church i mean what church people like that makes them feel good protocols protocols and um i had a friend a mutual friend of ours who told me one day you know you may not feel like i was struggling with something and she said you know maybe you don't feel like what you're doing is as spiritually significant as those who are in the pulpit because you do business. Mm -hmm. And she said a business does the same thing that a ministry. does. a ministry simply meets a need. Mm -hmm. That's what a ministry does. A business does, you just do it in a way that is basically your assignment and where your gifting is. And so I look at, I would say when I look at him, I'm like, what a minister does, I think what he does is – sometimes leaps, beyond, beyond, leaps and bounds and beyond more effective than people who carry the title minister. Mm-hmm. And that's what I saw that day when I saw him doing his YouTube videos or when I watched the YouTube videos. Right. <laughs> and um, I think that we have limited, used language to limit how God moves mm-hmm. and we have painted what does it look like to be a Christian versus what does the fruit look like. And so he has taught, he has really reminded me because of the pool of people to be like, you're a minister, Marshawn, and you're a prophetess. And you, Otis, and I, we've talked about the apostle thing, which I'm now really starting to wrap my mind around. I heard you, but I didn't hear you. And then, of course, I always ask you questions when it's like two minutes before we have to leave. And you're like, why do you ask (laughs) me the stuff when it's time to go? i understand it, but I have chosen, and I think my language assignment is to speak to people in practical ways so they don't hyper-spiritualize. So in my spirit, do I know ministry? I believe in ministry. It's my first love, is that people see God, that they grow closer to God, that they are healed, that they are set free of, of self, of really of doubt and self-condemnation. But there are enough people who call themselves that minister. And I think people use that phrase sometimes to bypass the fact of what their actual skill set is. So I don't, because I don't use that terminology, I have to actually tell you what is fruit quote unquote look like. And I have to be very specific. Mm -hmm. And And I caution a lot of our clients around this as well as a look. If you are a prophetess, this and that and the other, but you're trying to help corporations, the reality is you're saying a prophetess is because you know that will give certain people who do not have to test the spirit in you for them to give you automatic respect because you've given yourself a title versus letting the fruit of your life be the example. John the Baptist did not ask for a title. Right. He said he he wanted to be as pure as possible, and so the question is: Are are your gifts making room for you where there is clarity about whether God walks with you versus is it a title that you carry so that you have a way to bypass actually doing the work to be good at what you do? It's easier just to say call me this or call me yeah, that. Yeah, so true, so true. That's good. I'm, I'm
0: tempted to not. I'm tempted to not bite that bait. So let's go ahead. But that's good. <laughs> That's so good. Let's go ahead. Pulling
2: them, pulling them, pulling
0: them. <laughs> okay. Round so two. Like, next one. Next
2: episode. next episode.
1: I know, right? Next episode. Because, I, yeah, I feel them. A... We'll be
2: after the okay, show so kind of conversation. <laughs> right?
0: I uh, I do have so, a dovetail for what you said. We'll talk about that some other time. But go ahead.
2: So you're just going to let the people to <laughs> well, know. Now we want to know. This 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 is is the Help, the Help the people.
0: No. I'll just say this much because what you said is so true and profound. And a friend of ours who is in ministry in Africa, Pointed out something at a dinner table that I'll never forget. It was so profound. And it was, remember when they were coming to arrest Jesus. If you notice, they had to ask, who, who is he? he?
1: Where is he? Which one is he? And the
0: profundity profound. of that mm-hmm. is, he didn't wear his title. He didn't put off these airs. He didn't look any different. He was so obscure. He blended in right with his disciples. They had to ask to the point, who is he? Which
1: one is he?
0: Which, Which one is he? And then Judas had to say... The one that I kiss yeah. Yeah. And if that had to be the case With, with, Jesus. with Jesus Then mm-hmm. Titles and, and all of those other things To your point That we try to put in front of our names Even if they may go behind our names um, To try to Get people to think about us in a certain way um, It's really more about the fruit Than it is about the title that we bear we're
2: now more obsessed with branding ourselves as a minister versus being a minister. How are we perceived Absolutely. as a helper, a life changer? How are we perceived as important? He's always reminding me of this, especially when people pull upon me and want me to be something, or maybe I feel the pressure to be more of something. Absolutely. And he, the other day I was like, I can't find this scripture. And I went through two Bibles cause I know I was like, which one did I see it in? <laughs> and he said, but don't get so obsessed with the address that you forget to live the word. Like, it's in your heart. I knew the word, I knew it word for it. I couldn't find the address. And I was trying to find, the, I call it the Because address. that's
3: what people see. Yeah. And yeah. If, if you embody the belief system that you that you study, if you embody the belief system mm-hmm. that houses your heart, then that's what people see. That's what gets reciprocated in ways. But we've come to this point where we, we we're we're selling salvation, mm-hmm. and I think when you have a church on every corner, a church you know, just, just doing this, doing that, people be, people see that as a revenue resource, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, well, let me figure out a way that I can become more important to someone who sees my route to salvation mm-hmm. as better right. than someone else's route to salvation. And I don't think that it's like that. I think ministry should be communicated. Uh, through again, like what I think everyone said through your few through through the fruit mm-hmm. but with that fruit comes work yeah. it yeah. means you have to dig in yeah. and right. actually do real life practical work that yields results for people mm-hmm. that that isn't just a bunch of hype or hyper spiritualization right. and I think that sometimes we we get caught up in this idea of Okay, if I look this part and if I say this part, and I get people all excited about this, then you know they'll look at me like I'm I'm the reason why their life is is being that way, has been guided that way. And I think okay. if you remove the titles, if you remove everything, and you just heart condition just work on just work with people.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Like that's what it's about. It's like the people, not not the not so much the pulpit. Yeah. I probably okay, I probably tend to say that. But
1: No, we hear
3: you. I guess what I guess what I'm really trying to say is just stick to the behavior that is actually in the Bible mm. and not trying to be the actual Bible by putting the title on who it is that you are. I think wow. that when people see that, I think they they It makes see a
2: huge difference. I this is when I said about acceptance. I had to learn that most of the examples of men of God that I'd seen came from church Mm -hmm. and the past example, even relationships, they seemed like they wore the cross. They quoted the scriptures, you know, and what I respect about my husband is the consistency of who he is when nobody is looking Mm -hmm. regardless of the show that people put on on stage. And so he doesn't have to use a scripture every single day with me for me to know that the fruit of his life shows the peace, the love, the patience patience of Job, but the patience of Christ as well too. So it's also redefining like how much has religion really cluttered our ability to have a healthy marriage? Mm Like really asking that question as well, um, I think is an important one.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yes. Powerful. Oh, powerful. Okay. So with totally. that being said, this will be the last big question after this.
3: What
1: would be one piece of advice that you would give to other married entrepreneurs who are listening, who are watching, and they are looking to either launch, grow, or scale a business together? And really build it into the big big vision that they see on the inside and they want to bring it to the outside. So what's like the one piece of advice that you would give them.
2: Mine is actually short this time. Okay, I would say start macro before you go micro I think a lot of couples get in and they start doing the nitty gritty and the micro things that have to be do done day to day Mm -hmm. without having a macro conversation about big vision. About values, about what is it that you want for your marriage, for your legacy? What are your individual dreams on a macro level, and then on the micro, you're like, how does this business, how does what we do together, not just the business, but how does what we do and how we do it contribute to the larger vision? I think that's the most important thing: is a macro approach before you get into the micro day to so, day.
0: I Love it. Love
3: it. Love it. Uh, three things that I'm gonna say. One foundation, in terms of building a foundation that's solid, not just in the relationship, but also in the business. So from a relationship standpoint, making sure that you understand the core of who you are, number one, and then who your spouse is, number two, Mm -hmm. and keeping that center important and always going back and reflecting and going back to that center. In the business side, making sure that the business is stable, that the vision Mm -hmm. is consistent and that you're in alignment and that you have like a strategy, structure, systems that are in place, but also making sure that everything's not on one side. So it's not like a lump-sided thing, but that the structure actually consists of, okay, here are your roles, here are my roles, and here's how we blend them together. So foundation's number one. Uh, The second thing I'd say is faith, making sure that you have a level of faith between each other Mm -hmm. in each other, but most importantly, God, and that you' centered around the idea of what this is actually before, what this is actually for? Why are we doing this? So it's more so like the reasoning yes. and rationale of, this is our big why. This is our big foundational vision. This is the direction that we're going, which leads to the last thing, which is focus. Yes. Like once you have the foundation. And once you have the faith and the level of belief that says, I'm actually doing this, we're doing this, then you can have the focus that says, I'm, I'm, I'm determined. Get I'm, this money. I'm making no. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, make sure that your focus is streamlined in such yes. a way that no one can take your weight, like just that you have blinders all literally together, though, but not like individually but you, you just focus so that no one else comes in no uh alternative view comes in no vantage points comes in mm-hmm. or no alternative ways to kind of like make you go astray come in either so if it's your business and and in your marriage i think that both all three of those things are crucial and then for men i want to say this real quick because i think it's very important and i don't think we talk about this enough I have one very simple principle when it comes to uh, marriage and it really is she eats first Mm. she eats Mm. first okay and i know it sounds like trivial but what i mean by that is when we're at a restaurant or when we eat food she may not even notice that it happens but she eats first like, I don't care what's going on with me, I don't care what's going on with anyone else, I make sure she eats. Mm-hmm. And take that and you translate that into everything that you do from your relationship, but also the resources that you provide for the family, but the results that you get from your business as well. Mm-hmm. Just make sure, because when she's happy, we're happy. And when she's full, we full too. So make sure she eats first. Wow. That's good. That's
1: good. That's okay, great. let's go into lightning round. Thank you for that. So I'm gonna ask you can I guess, I'm this podcast. Sure. And okay, first one is for both of you. In one word, how would you define the word legacy?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. How would you define the word legacy in one word?
3: That's your word. Wow.
2: <laughs> um um I would I look at it as I will use the phrase opportunity. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Opportunity. opportunity. That's good.
3: That's good. <laughs> Lasting. Lasting. Oh yeah. That's okay. Good. That's
0: good. Good. Okay, so um between the words marketplace and ministry and we've already defined that, you know, in its own way, which one do you define which one do you identify with do you, do you identify with being um with ministry in the marketplace or marketplace ministry.
2: Interesting, because this <laughs> is my brother Otis asked me, I literally did a whole journaling day on the difference between ministry in the marketplace versus marketplace ministry. I have a, a commitment with God that- Was this a one word answer again? It's lightning round, it's quick.
0: It's, it's lightning hard. round, so it's, no. so it's quick. It may not be one word, but it is rapid.
2: <laughs> um, I made a commitment with God that we will never rely upon ministry to pay our bills or the gospel to pay our bills. So I look at it as we are in business and that through our business, we reach people and change lives. We minister through business. Business is how we reach people, but we use our business proceeds to fund the gospel, to fund um, causes, and to advance it that way.
0: way. Awesome.
1: Ditto. 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 Okay. Okay. Dinner on the beach or breakfast in bed?
3: Breakfast in bed. On the beach. <laughs> <laughs> we just came from the beach. I didn't, I didn't want know. dinner on the beach. I That's want true. breakfast. But when she brought me breakfast in bed, I, breakfast in bed, yes.
2: I will say, okay. I would. I don't actually like. We had breakfast on the beach in Hawaii, and that was pretty nice. It was fruit in a plastic bag or Tupperware that we took ourselves. But <laughs> I'm going to go with breakfast in bed. Is pretty wonderful but as if the bed is facing the beach <laughs> <laughs> then i'm really good <laughs>
0: if the bed is facing the beach that's my i my find right? a happy meeting
1: <laughs> okay ari date night thrill seekers or chill mode
0: chill mode chill mode, chill mode. okay mm-hmm. last question now you two have been married coming up on five years now known each other for seven so you've seen each other in various different scenarios in business and otherwise so Jack, I'm gonna ask you a question about Marshawn. Would you say that she, well, if we espouse the old adage that opposites attract, would you say that Marshawn is early bird brilliant
3: or last minute genius? Definitely early bird brilliant. Really? Yes. <laughs> I would say early bird brilliant, yes.
0: Okay. And Marshawn? would you say that Jack is early bird brilliant or a last minute genius?
2: So he's early bird brilliant because he plans and does things in advance and it actually works. You are <laughs> thinking those things that are not as though they were. I am total last minute genius. You <laughs> at the last minute. Are you trying to be, you really think I'm early bird brilliant?
3: See, I was trying to, to plan it in your subconscious I'll to figure. make sure that Wait. like, Art. When you start believing that, it's like, oh, we're going to be on time all of a sudden. Like, oh, it's going to be prepared and planned out. But you just like <laughs> ruined the whole thing. Now it's like. You know. <laughs> all right.
1: Thank you, Jack and Marshawn Daniels, the greatest, for joining us on this episode of the Married from the Life podcast with the influencer, interview series we appreciate you all we love you guys and where can they find out about you all how can they follow you how can they stay connected
2: i'm at marshawn.com m-a-r-s-h-a-w-n marshawn.com
3: i'm at jackdaniels.tv and you can also follow me on social media at jackdanielstv
2: awesome thank you guys
3: thank you
0: all so much
1: i loved it
0: and there you have it wasn't that amazing guys
1: amazing and now listen if you and your spouse are working together building together and you are looking for higher strategies higher higher systems on how to get that big vision out that you know god has placed inside of you we are super excited to let you know about our free meritpreneur map download if you have not gotten this blueprint what are you doing go over to com forward slash free, free gift. gift now we'll also put the link for you in the show notes but this particular blueprint is really just a map of what we have put together the systems that we put together the the framework we've put together for not just working together but actually scaling together so we want to make sure that you all get this in your hands if this is where you are and you're needing this insight there's no need to wait any longer all right go grab it y'all have a good one until the next episode
0: Peace. Want more winning tips for your Marriedpreneur Life? If so, then go get your copy of our free Marriedpreneur Life Quick Start Guide. You can grab your free guide at m as in married, l as in life, quickstart.com.
1: Inside this guide, you'll find our top 15 systems and processes that we've used to grow our multiple businesses as well as help countless Marriedpreneurs kickstart and scale their vision to lead purposeful and profitable lives. We are Marriedpreneurs living powerfully in sync and building amazing businesses that shape the future.